Before we begin today's episode, I want to give a special shout out to Ms. Hate. I actually play this online mobile game and derive a lot of social connectivity out of it, as will become later prevalent in the episode. I want to give a special shout out to you and say thank you for listening, and I hope all is well. Hello, I'm Nathaniel, and welcome to The Descent into Illumination. I have achieved a great deal. Hey, and welcome as always to The Descent into Illumination. Um, Before we begin, I really wanted to quickly state that stay tuned for at the end of the podcast, I will be playing Tokyo Nights, which is BAMF, a new um, mix, kind of a little experimental, you know, lo-fi hip-hop, nothing too crazy, but some really good mix, and I think it couldn't have come at a better time personally for me, because I am actually going to Tokyo here in the middle of January with a friend. So I know personally that I will be blasting it on the street corner of every crosswalk I find in Tokyo. And that's just me, though. So, as always, again, I'm Nathaniel. I hope you're doing well. Just know that you're loved, cared, and all that good stuff about you. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope you had a wonderful weekend as well. Um, So I really wanted to state that I love podcasts. I believe it is my favorite form of any type of media, um, next to arguably radio, actually. Um, I really like the whole story narrative um, and how, you know, I think podcasts are a little bit more personal than uh, public radio, even. It's something that, you know, in my opinion, is the most intimate form of media exchange. You know, it's one more intimate than a sitcom on a TV or some public radio show or even you know listen to a baseball game maybe maybe potentially streaming services um like on twitch and stuff like that might be have some pretty one-on-one connections but i really feel like in podcasts you're in this situation where you almost are developing you have this very interesting dynamic between the listener and the recorder and i know for me you know when i'm listening to all my favorite podcasts and everything like that I feel like I'm inviting them almost into my room and my life, um, whatever I'm doing. And it's this really connective and intimate thing. And that's why, personally for me, podcasts are my favorite form of media. Now, that whole two minutes of blah was really a segue into this week's topic, which is connectivity. So inherently, humans are social creatures. As far back as the human story goes, humans have been developing a society together. You know, it was originally um, different tribalism and everything like that, and we formed these social bonds to survive. You know, there's a lot of research into this. There's most likely, you know, there's a hierarchy of different pairs and everything similar to that we would see of bonobos and chimpanzees and everything like that. But there was always the social creature aspect to humans. And it's just part of our story. Um, we don't do well on our own and this evolved into more and more complex things you know we get the birth of cities then we get the birth of societies and culture arts and everything like that and humans expressing themselves and continuing to express themselves with each other 
humans are inherently social beings they need connection to thrive and survive there's a lot of research also there showing that there's serious health benefits to having positive social relationships it, um, actually and being having heavily involved social relationships even actually is um, shown to correlate with um, long longevity of life and um, uh, less more morbid causes of death and everything like that well, I guess that's a kind of an idiom um, less mortality is what I was trying to say um, that the, the, there's this uh, from the site I can't remember even what it was from from um, this weird government website I was reading um, as I was doing some research and this was talking about um, all these positive social benefits of health um, with um, having greater involvement with social connectivity and basically the long and short is of it it was basically having big healthy social relationships you're more likely to live longer than versus other and i think there's a lot of factors behind this right you know there's the emotional support you get with not feeling alone and being able to talk to someone about problems and there's a the social support if you're going potentially through a traumatic thing or you know a disease or you know have, falling on hard times and financially struggling you're able to rely on this network of support right then there's, you know, again, going back into the emotional elements of it and everything like that. When you're going through a traumatic time or even those hard times or anything like that, you're able to have someone who can sit down and listen to you and so you feel like you're not alone because I don't know of any human, and this is coming from a huge introvert myself, I, mean, I don't like many people actually, believe it or not, um, that no one likes feeling truly alone and... That's one of the biggest things that you see in depression and these other forms of mental illness. And there's a sense of isolation and this sense of aloneness and that no one you're able to connect with and that everything is just a fleeting moment and everything like that. Now, the interesting thing about this is, though, is that humans still strive for connection. No matter, I don't know of an instance where they don't strive for connection. It can be with anything too especially if our social needs of connection are not being met we'll start turning to other things um, to find things to connect you not some some of these things can be very healthy you know one example of um, I think in a lot of ways positive social connection or not even social connections but connectivity in general is actually you know, self-identifying with a book character it's interesting that we're able to have this empathetic creation for a completely fictional thing and that's really that's really cool in my opinion in a lot of ways actually we're able to create this connection with something that was existing in someone else's imagination and came real on the pages of a book but that's not the only thing we'll connect to we connect them to art and me you know all these someone likes rembrandt other people like some postmodern um splash of something other people are really big fan of picasso other people really like van van gogh right Everyone has these different things they connect to. You know, you, I think a good way of actually really seeing what this is like is entering someone's house. And you can see all the different ways that they've designed and um, made their little home, their safe space, and into their own sacred sanctuary, right? And these are all these different things they connect to. Maybe it is, you know, Western frontier cowboy stuff or maybe it's you know postmodern deco um could be you know a gothic horror place and you know and there's like these shows on netflix called amazing interiors and you see these insane crazy places right and these are all these individuals expression of what they connect to the issue yeah. comes back to with addiction and everything though is 
when you're not able to have these healthy social connections or these, even these connections with yourself or your higher power or these or just positive connections in general in life, you will keep connecting, you know, in a lot of ways. That is where the root of addiction finds itself in a lot of ways. I personally consider myself someone who has a drug addiction problem. Obviously, I'm in long-term recovery from that. But my disease that I like to say I have is the disease of disconnectivity. And this is a really interesting phenomenon that somehow happened. I don't know if it's because of a lack of spiritual condition or if it's how my brain is wired or if it's lack of or too much of chemicals in my brain. You know, there's a lot of evidence coming out trying to figure out what exactly is addiction. There's a genetic component, obviously, to it, but I'm really the first generation in my family to experience addiction. The earliest, I have two memories that really signify to me this disconnection, this ism, this disconnectivity that I have. One of the first memories is, I don't remember, I must have been three, four, five, and I walked into my parents' bathroom, and I remember looking in the mirror, I'm like, huh, this is me? Well, fuck. You know, and, and then I don't think I knew what the F word was back then, but I remember very distinctly, that was my reaction, I'm like, oh, sh wow, this is me, huh, okay. And that's a really weird thing for a three, four-year-old to be feeling. Then there was the, the really big defining moment in my first ever really cognitive recollection of disconnectivity. That happened on the last day of my elementary school career. I was in fifth grade, about to go in sixth grade. And I remember very distinctly that one of my childhood best friends basically said to me, that he's choosing all these other people instead of me because I'm not cool enough or I'm weird and he'd rather be friends with all these other people and not me. I wasn't good enough. That was the first sense of really just feeling, huh, no matter what, I'm on my own. I'm obviously not enough. Other people don't want to connect to me. That was a really, really difficult thing to deal. And then you go into middle school or junior high, depending where you're at. And I don't think anyone has a good junior high or middle school. I mean, you're going through puberty. You're starting to feel weird emotions. I'm like, oh, wow, I like girls now. Oh, wow, my body is changing. What is this hair in these new places and everything like that? What are these new hormones and everything? And that's a really, so I'm trying to desperately find something to connect to. And, you know, this is where I started really figuring out what my own music taste is and everything like that. I'm starting to find what my interest is in different media and everything like that. So I'm searching for connection everywhere I can. It never seems to be enough. I never seem to be able to find that contentment, though, right? It's never enough. I can never connect to that right thing, that thing that gave me that sense of relief. You know, eventually, as I talked about in the second episode about addiction, eventually, I did find something that gave me that sense of relief, something I could connect to. It originally started with me with marijuana. I was able to be okay. I was able just to be, and I was connected, I was fine, I was all jolly, I was like a little Santa Claus on the day after um, Christmas because I'm so jolly and stuff of cookies or some stuff. I kept searching for things to connect to until I found something that took a hold of me. You know, I could have... I don't think anyone could have stopped that. 
You know, I came from, again, a loving household. I don't think my parents were emotionally distanced or anything like that, but all the love and support they gave me, I rejected and it wasn't enough. You know, I had fleeting friend groups. I was a kid that bounced around from friend group to friend group. I still have some friends to this day that I was friends with since I was like two years old, but, you know, no matter what I would do, I was alone. But it, my drugs gave me the ability to connect to something else. I didn't have to be alone. I didn't have to worry about that stuff anymore. It was a known thought at that point, even, actually. It was so extreme. That was the greatest sense of just being completely. I was able to, anytime I got high, or, or even after I was high, I was able to just be. I was connected to anything I wanted to be connected to. So, you know, like when I get a kid, I start doing drugs and trying to, you know, connect to a higher power. You know, I'm a good old-fashioned stoner. I'm like, this is a universe, man. Everything's connected, which I still believe in a lot of ways to this day. But eventually, you know, as the past stories I've shared in here, it wasn't enough. It never was enough. And eventually, you know, I ruined my life pretty well, and I was truly alone. <laughs> and even the drugs weren't enough then to make sure I was okay. You know, the drugs made me feel alone even more at that point. So I was like, well, fuck this. I need something new to connect to. Oh, shit, I gotta do it again. Hmm, okay. What, what, what do I connect to? Huh. Maybe I should try to start repairing my relationship with my family, my friends. Ooh, that's a good place to start. So I started, you know, being accountable and doing everything I needed to do to get through sober living, get a job, go back to my education, all that good stuff. Start becoming a responsible member of society. And learning what it meant to have healthy relationships. That's a hard one when you live a traumatic lifestyle of drug abuse and everything like that. You know, trying to find something healthy to connect to. I'm still a nicotine addict. I know. I still get a huge sense of connectivity and relief from it. I'm, I don't plan on changing that anytime soon. You know, I might have to at some point. But as of right now, I like my vape, vape nation all the way. So, you know, and then you know, I start forming these positive, healthy social relationships. And you now this is started within sober living with people who are trying to get sober too and, you know, we're actually trying to have a decent life and trying to understand what it means to start having healthy boundaries. Not only having healthy boundaries to other people, eventually this transmuted into me learning how to have healthy boundaries with myself and learning how to connect with myself. Now that's a cool feeling. I never once in my active addiction did I think I could learn how to connect to myself. I was trying to run from me. I was trying to do everything I could to get out of my power from actually having to do with myself. Now I get the opportunity to learn who I am and how I like me. Now that's pretty cool. I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty cool. But I'm still searching things to connect to to this day. You know, I haven't found contentment. I don't think I ever will find contentment because we live in a society that's continuing to find and race towards social connectivity on a rate that human society has never seen before, but we're becoming more and more isolated and disconnected. You know, it's really fascinating. So I recently talked about that I um, got out of a relationship with my, part my ex-partner now, and uh, no. I was instantly instantly went into an emotional relapse and luckily i didn't use and i didn't want to use over it or anything like that I actually ended up painting my fingernails because i'm like well i can't get high and i can't cut myself so i might as well paint, paint my nails i'm like okay healthy expression there but i instantly found myself into this emotional relapse where i was not enough and i needed to connect to something right away so what did i do well luckily online 
I can use my phone and download a bunch of apps and meet random strangers online and have a passionate, intimate moment with them. No, no strings attached or anything like that. So that's exactly what I did. And boy, oh boy, it is so interesting to me that we have this ability to create this amazing social connectivity and this social connection um, and have these intimate experiences with someone. But there is nothing to me that's more dissatisfying than sharing an intimate, passionate moment with someone and that I don't connect with. <laughs> it makes me feel worse. It's so interesting to me. Uh, you know, something that should be so benign as carnal flesh with someone like that is just this waste of time and hurts myself emotionally, actually. So, what did I do? Well, I talked to some friends about it. I'm like, I'm right, way deep in emotional relapse here. This is what I'm doing. Here's my honesty about it. And they're like, you're an idiot. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's totally an emotional relapse. Totally an idiot. Like, just I'm just trying to connect to something because I can't be okay with myself. So, you know, deleted all the apps. And I was like, oh, crap. I gotta learn how to like myself again. Okay, let's get into it. Hunky-dory. Yep, 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 yep. And that's actually a really cool thing. This is the gift that social connectivity gives me. Yeah. It gives me the ability to be able to talk about my crazy psychotic mind that I'm just trying to connect to everything in left and right, trying to please, trying to cater to the world and sacrifice myself in a lot of ways for it. Just for the ability just to be present and be okay with someone else, have someone else accept me. And I get to have people who are like, hey man, I just love you for you. You don't have to do anything about it. You're just, I just like you as a person. I'm like, oh shit, man, how do you do that? I don't even know how to do that with myself. So I don't have to feel alone because it, uh, I always feel alone. You know, it, it, it's, it's never enough. And it's such a bad thing to say because I have the most loving relationships now. And actually, that's only when I'm in emotional relapse though. When I'm working my program and when I'm staying connected and healthy and, you know, working out and eating right, all that good eat, pray, love stuff. And I'm not, I'm not alone. I don't feel alone anymore. Because I've allowed myself to connect to people that actually just care about me. I've allowed myself to care, you know, connect to healthy living. And, you know, I like to do yoga. That has given me the best sense of connection to my body. I'm learning how to get over my body dysmorphia and accept, you know, maybe I got a little bit more pounds around my tummy. But I'm, hey, man, I'm still cool. I like me. I'm, an, I'm a pretty handsome dude. I'm learning my body and everything like that, so I'm able to connect to myself through yoga. I'm able to connect to yoga as this expression of myself. I'm able to have these healthy, connective relationships with people where I can be like, hey man, you're not doing okay right now, how can I support you? Or I can be like, hey, I need help right now, and I can actually have this. This is the value of social connectivity. This is a thing that drugs can never give me. This is the thing that my disease drives me towards this insanity that I'm never enough that I can never connect to anything and that I am forever alone that I'm lost in the oblivion and there's a part of me that always wants to walk through those gates and it's insane that there's this part of me that always wants to walk through those gates of oblivion and just never see the end of the abyss that's the greatest gift of recovery is that I don't have to walk into those gates of oblivion anymore that I get the opportunity to experience and connect with life now, connection uh, for me works on multifaceted. So obviously, there's this human level, right, where I'm able to connect to other people, my family, my friends, and everything like that, and not be alone on a physical incarnate plane here on an Earth. That's something that I didn't have for a little bit there. 
and I'm very grateful for that. I get to experience life with people now. I get to actually enjoy and, you know, suffer with them. Luckily, there's a lot more enjoyment than suffering nowadays, but hey, you know, walk the fine line. I also have the ability to connect to my higher powers. It's something I turned my back on. I actually used drugs for the longest time as an excuse to try and experience the divine and the esoteric and to kiss the hidden universe. What all that gave me, though, was this ability to learn this little, small, skewed, inaccurate part of myself. I was able to experience the divine in a lot of ways when I was fucked up. But I wasn't able to experience it as myself. Now that I'm in recovery and I'm sober, I'm able to actually connect to the universe around me in a genuine, empathetic way from my perspective and do my best to be present in the moment. And that is a gift that I do not take for granted. Another thing I get to connect to is not just the universe and not just families, but myself. I get to learn how to love myself. That is one of the greatest gifts I will always say that sobriety has given me is the ability to learn how to love myself and to connect to myself. I don't need to just simply connect to a substance to gain relief or a behavior of self-harming to gain relief or that, you know, I got sexually assaulted because I wasn't worth it. I'm a piece of garbage and no one will ever love me and go into self-harm because it's the only thing I connect to to give me relief to get me out of my skin. No, I get a journal about it and connect with my crazy journals now. <laughs> you guys are all listening to one of my journals right now even too, actually. That's all this podcast, you know, that's not all this podcast is, but in a lot of ways, that's what this podcast is to me. It's a little way for me to journal about these topics and everything like that and get out of my head for a moment. I get to connect to dogs, animals, plants, and everything like that. I get to connect to my favorite binge shows on Netflix and everything like that. And I connect to everything because I am always still searching for connection. Again, like I said, I'm nowhere near contentment. I'm nowhere near finding that balance or anything like that. I'm still actively always searching for connection. I'm always, you know, I always see those posts online of some friend. I'm like, oh, I wish we were best friends. I love, I love your art taste. I love you. It's getting connection. Always have an intimate, passionate moment. I love intimate moments with friends, family, um, partners, or anything like that. Intimacy is my driving force in life. That's why I want us to understand the human condition. It's because I love connection. I can't get enough of it. That is my disease, is the disease of disconnectivity that it is never enough for me to connect to. That's why I want to fix and save the world. That's why I want to fix and save my partners. That's why I want to just be present for everyone and everything like that. It's because I just want to connect and, just, and share these intimate, beautiful moments and experience what the divine reality of life is. That's why I really dislike small talk. I'm like, I don't have the weather. Oh, well, you know, actually, I really love the clouds right now. If you've seen that one over there, it kind of reminds me of a duck silhouette. I wonder how that cloud feels right now. You know, that's not a small talk answer. I hate small talk. That's why I'm not really good on like Tinder or other dating sites and everything like that. Or like, you know, phoning work events and everything like that. Because I'm just like, no, let's connect. What's going on? What are your deepest traumas? Ooh, I want to know what your deepest trauma is. Ooh, I want to know what makes you tick at night. What keeps you awake and what makes you go to sleep? I want to know what makes you, you. Maybe that's what makes me an intimate partner. Or not intimate, but empathetic person. Is because I genuinely do. I'm interested in, like, what makes you tick? How do you work? I love that and stuff. But that's what connection is to me. Connection is that ability to connect. Obviously, connection is the ability to connect. Wow, I'm a genius, right? Good job, Nathaniel. <laughs> connection is a really cool thing. Connectivity is something that we all do in all aspects of life, whether we like to admit it or not. We're always connecting to something. It's what humans do inherently. 
and we're social connective creatures. We can't do this alone. And as always, remember, you are not alone. Thank you for listening to the Descent into Illumination podcast. Feel free to email me at thedescentinto at gmail.com. Please follow me on Twitter at IntoTheDescent. Thank you very much again for listening. Please remember that you are loved, you are not alone, and that you are worth it.